Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. I follow more comic book people, I think, probably than you do. Uh, so it's still been popping up on my social medias, but definitely not like, yeah, not like in a major way. Not not like uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, for example. Like, pe- right. people can't fucking wait for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, those fucking big, you know, big things fighting. People yeah, love that. Sure. People I've, love big things fighting. I've heard it's not terrible. Yeah. Well, so, it's Adam Wingard. Good for Adam Wingard. Yeah. Hi everyone. Hello everyone. Way. I'm not I'm not cutting any of this out. Oh yeah, no, please. They're getting a little peek. Mm-hmm. Little little and peek behind the curtain, underneath this behind the sausage curtain to see how the sausage gets <laughs> gets made into curtains. Be- behind the sausage curtain. <laughs> behind the That's sausage disgusting. curtain. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Cold War. Cold War. You just moved in with your man this weekend, didn't you? Are you feeling okay? Nobody gets sick like me, buddy. Oh shit, it's got me. I'm glad we get to stay home today. This right here, this is what life is going to be like from now on. 2017 there's like there are, 50 movies called cold war right including a paul verhoeven movie i believe really i think so yeah good for him i think i might i may be totally wrong there's one with like alexander skarsgård okay sure i mean he's in he's in a lot of stuff that skarsgård mm-hmm. um yeah this is a this is like a this is like a page two of amazon this is you can you can watch it on IMDb uh, channel, which sucks. Yeah, you can, it's, it's also rent, like, it's also rentable on Amazon. It's rentable. I should have rented it because um, they put in ads in the first thirty seconds, like they, literally the, the first it's thirty seconds, and then they put in like a minute and a half of ads. Yeah, it was like are the, you the first kidding me? the first ad break comes like as the movie is still establishing itself. It yeah. was very jarring, very alarming. Uh, hey, big thanks to Jordan Bailey, who uh, is the one who made this happen. Uh, it's Thursday. These are We Just Watched Classics. So uh, Jor- Jordan ba- Bailey, uh, Phaedrus, uh, they're the ones who made us watch Nightwatch and Daywatch. You remember those movies? I do, yeah. Them Polish movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this is like an indie uh, romantic comedy that I'm guessing not a lot of people have watched. Uh, no, it uh, only has something like 25 ratings on IMDb. This is a pretty, pretty small film. It is somewhat relevant to today, even though it was made in the, like, 2018. Uh, it, it's about a couple who are inside with uh, a sickness, with, like, a flu. Mm-hmm. What is it? Raccoon flu? Yeah. And it's, like, a made-up pandemic. Uh, and it's a pandemic movie. Essentially, Before there was a pandemic. essentially, it's it's really just about flu season. Like, yeah, it, it it seems to take place just within a couple of days in one week. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a couple planning for a who just moved in together and they're planning a housewarming party, and they both get sick and uh, being sick and trapped together 
having living, having like not lived with each other before. Mm -hmm. And it's about them sort of losing their minds uh, before the dinner party. Yeah. Uh, Tom, how did you like Cold War? Um, I liked this movie okay. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it is an independent movie, which means it can be a little, you know, it can be a little, uh, hard to watch just because, you know, it doesn't have the, the polish of a, of a mainstream film. Um, and you know, it's, it's right. Yeah. You know, everything that goes with a, 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 small, a low budget independent film, especially indie comedy can be real oh. hit or miss. It's weird how indie comedy feels like it's affected by being in- indie. That said, I just watched extraordinary mm-hmm. which is like an indie paranoia it's less indie than this though it has um a couple big names in it like at least in small roles but like it can be done you can make an indie comedy yeah clerks you know Shaun of the dead yeah clerks comes to mind this reminded me of clerks because it's a lot of people just talking yeah this is a movie that is is hanging everything on its writing pretty much yeah i mean it's not it's it's you know it's filmed competently and and you know et cetera, et cetera. um yeah i'd say it actually has some problems there too um, sh- sure yeah i i this movie generally gave me a headache mm-hmm. uh it had a couple of moments that were cute but for the most part uh i just this was a pauser for me the kind of movie that you pause mm-hmm. and you say uh i wonder how much is left yeah, because it's it's just people fighting uh, for most of the movie and th- vomiting. It's fighting it's, and vomiting. It's a lot of vomiting. <laughs> yeah, and it just stressed me out. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it 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 has this the style that it's going for. I thought was a little jarring too because it reminded me of like it's like workplace comedy style it, it is, wasn't it shot is, cinematically it's very single camera office arrested development style filming style right which is not something that movies typically get shot like uh, right and and for that reason it felt like the geography felt le- really weird it felt like it was mid-season of a show because there was characters being introduced where i was like i don't really know what's what these people's relationships are Mm -hmm. it doesn't really introduce anybody no people just sort of enter the film and we learn who they are through context yeah and we don't know the relevant like they keep mentioning that it's his parents house but that doesn't actually matter no and it's mentioned in such a weird way of like a character being like how's it feel to fuck in your parents bed and i'm like what and like i don't know how these people know each other she seems to be like a friend of uh, the woman's from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like zany characters in it, but it's also like sometimes again it's filmed in a grounded way, but the characters are very zany. Yeah, that's and then oh sorry. Um, well, what I was gonna say is that's probably my biggest complaint with the movie is it it doesn't really nail down a tone with its comedy. So no, there, there are scenes there are some scenes where I can't tell if somebody is 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 being quippy or is or is genuinely conveying like a genuine emotion. Um, yeah, there were scenes which is a where I was like a couple of scenes, yeah. Yeah, there were scenes where I was where I was like am is this should the, is this serious? Yes. Is this scene supposed to be dark or is it being played for comedy and mm-hmm. then it sort of like breaks and becomes comedy. It also there's no meaningful escalation like there that, one of my biggest problems with the movie, I kept writing in how many minutes we are and what had happened because nothing happens for most of the movie. 40 minutes in, 
it's just they got a cold Mm -hmm. and they're kind of annoyed with living with each other but there's no like central argument it doesn't (sighs) yes like here's here's the thing like a movie like clerks right where nothing happens Mm -hmm. there's still stuff that happens and there's still stuff that happens when it needs to happen for example his relationship with well, oh, what's her name in Clark? Let's see if I remember. Veronica? That's, Is that the I think the so. Characters? Dante. It's the 37 dicks, uh, which, you know, whatever. Uh, but that's a, it's an inciting incident. They have a fight over previous relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a conflict, which is there's this old flame that's around. He, uh, Randall finally points out he's a piece of shit. It culminates to a fight. Uh, and there's a, there's like, uh, there's like, again, inciting incident and this it's the inciting incident is they get sick, but like the, the cause of their like fight, it just sort of kind of escalates and there's not like something you can like pin down that they're fighting about. Right. Uh, they do a montage of them being sick and then she's in the bathtub and she's just like, I'm annoyed with him. And it's like, really? Cause everything up to this point didn't show that yeah i didn't see that she this movie does an interesting way of framing well not really framing but the presenting what exactly the problem is is it, it the but uh the issue is that it takes almost the entire movie for that to come into focus like right, we eventually learn that the problem is is that he grew up in a very close knit family that always took care of each other, whereas she grew up being very independent and kind of having to take care of herself, and she's panicking, having to move in with with a with with her boyfriend and completely cohabitate with somebody because she's not used to it, and he's panicking because he can feel that she's pulling away and he he just wants to assimilate her into this family unit of his right that's the conflict really late but we don't get yeah we don't get that full picture until almost the end of the movie so when the war between them starts which is about at the 40 minute mark it's about halfway through it really does come out of nowhere like she's just all of a sudden it, it you're exactly right it's the scene where she's sitting in the bathtub talking to her friend on the phone and she's just like i want to kill him and we're like whoa okay like we didn't even really know yeah. you were mad at him up until and this like, point and if that's the case then you have people you have that be kind of the mystery of like why uh why are they mad at each other yeah or or you just you start there yeah you start with what is established that oh this is his family home uh he's he's bit yeah he's very big of i want to start a family she's very independent mm-hmm. then the conflict starts but you have to sort of establish it this movie does i think in 40 minutes what most movies would do in 10 which is like it's establishing the characters yeah it, and it, it takes so fucking long yeah uh that they just feel like strangers most of the movie and i couldn't yeah, yeah i couldn't relate to them it it delivers all of the necessary information but it does it at like weird parts of the movie <laughs> yeah like, stretched out for way too long like we should there's a good bit about how she's obsessed with keeping everything organized and he has a, a meltdown about it in the final act after she's drugged him with a a, a, with a, a, smoothie. a nyquil smoothie yeah i didn't get that she wanted him to drink that and then she didn't well, she Later. made it. She, I think she made it when she was. It's a real Chekhov's smoothie because she makes it in like 
in like act two and then it doesn't come back until the very end. Right. So but I, she asked him if he wants some because she's trying. I think the idea is she's trying. She was she's trying, trying to, to get him, him to drink out. some of it. Yeah. And then he drinks all of it. Right. But she, she doesn't. She gives him the whole thing and says, you want to drink this? And he says, maybe later. And then he, and he drinks and it, and it she's like, fridge, yeah. oh, no, he drank it. And it's like, but didn't you want him to drink it? Yeah, I think the idea is that they she forgot about it. Like, they're yeah. they're kind of very out of it and, and forgetting things and not really able to focus on anything. Uh, right. So I think she, she, she made that to knock him out so that she could get out of the house and go back to work, but he didn't drink it and put it in the fridge instead, and then it, it got forgotten about. Right. And then he drinks it later, and yeah. that scene is like, Again, oddly dark, and I wasn't sure what I was supposed to... Because he's, like, drugged, and he has a sledgehammer, mm -hmm. and they shoot it like a horror movie. Uh, but yeah, they don't shoot it like a spoof of a horror movie. Mm -mm. Does that make sense? Yes. No, That's that was the very, the very first thing I said, is this movie's never really yeah, nails down its tone, so I was always confused as to what yeah. exactly I was supposed to be feeling uh, in any given scene. Um yeah, because that scene starts with her coming downstairs uh, and seeing him like passed out on the floor, like with a little bit of, of vomit underneath his head. So it's it, like it already begins from like a dark place. And yeah, then and she calls the cops mm -hmm. and it's again, it's this is all right. This is uh, yeah, big tonal thing, because later she's going to drink detergent and it's not going to be treated the same way. Nope. Because here she like calls the EMTs and is like crying and is like, oh my God, I think he might have died. And I thought, oh wow, this is okay. So the movie's going to take a really abrupt dark turn, which movies have done in the past, you know? Yeah, the original uh, ending of Clerks is Dante gets murdered. Yeah, Dante gets shot. Uh. Um, which very, someone said to Kevin Smith, like, no, don't do that. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably the best decision he made, best advice yeah, he got. Man, his whole career would have been so different. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been a thing. It wouldn't have been. It certainly wouldn't have been stoner comedies, probably. Yeah, because that wouldn't have got sequels to Clerks. He because he tried to crawl up his own ass with that movie with the different like chapter with titles the, that the are from Dante's Inferno, and, and he named the oh, character yeah. Dante. Get out of here, like, Kevin Smith. <laughs> I remember even watching that as a kid thinking like, yeah, this is a bit up its own ass, but Clerks was, you know, the right place, right time. Yeah, yeah. No one had really experienced that before. Mm -hmm. But yeah, going back and watching that, it's definitely a film student film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so like, so she's like really scared and calls the MT and then you see him walking towards her in the background yeah, and they do it like a horror yeah, shot. Yeah, it's done like a horror shot. Yeah. Uh, and it's there's no music. This this movie has a lack of music. It has a little bit of music. Very but little, yeah, very little. Felt like stock music, but I I don't know. Uh, and then he starts like being really creepy at first, and then it escalates into like they're fighting and, mm -hmm. uh, and then it's back to comedy for a bit. They're like wrestling, yeah. And then and then she does the EMTs come. And she's like, take me away. I'm sick. And it's like just a depressing domestic disturbance at this point. Yeah. Also, the EMTs don't care. Like the EMTs kind of slouch their way inside. And the, the it was a nine one. It was a frantic 911 call yeah. about a man who'd overdosed. Yeah. And I do think there's supposed to be a point there. And the idea that when you're sick, everybody seems uncaring. You know, when you go to the, e the ER, mm -hmm. no one gives a shit. Right. Like, but it, it I don't think that was... 
I don't know if that uh, it's, was a point it's, in this or again, not. Again, it's hard to tell because like the do- to tell. the doctor character is extremely wacky. The one scene we get with her at work at the doctor's office is very wacky. But it's like you mentioned, uh, it's pretty much filmed in a grounded way, and it kind of presents itself most of the time as being in the real world. So it's just it's very hard to na- right. nail down this movie's tone. Or it's or it's the office. It's comedy. Like single cam- camera mockumentary style, but it's not that either. And I feel like it was shot that way for budget. Of, um, I'm sure yeah. a lot of natural lighting. Mm-hmm. It's not. Sh- it's shot like a TV show. Yes. Uh, and and so like and then the characters are very unrealistically zany, and then it gets v- it it seems to get serious, and then it doesn't mm-hmm. because yeah, the EMTs come and they're like all right, we'll take you to the hospital, but it doesn't seem like an emergency. And he says, like, she's faking. They're, like, yelling at each other, and they're very delirious. So she picks up and drinks laundry detergent, like, chugs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that seems like a dark moment, but then he doesn't... She then is just in the waiting room, and he doesn't go to check on her. Nope. Uh, that's the other thing, as I didn't like either of these characters very much, especially him. Because he's playing for this weird uh, party uh, the whole time. He's excited about it. Yeah, she wants to cancel it. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. But, like, they're really sick. Yes. And uh, And the party planning, they're, like, with their friends the day before, and they're clearly sick. And he's still talking about, like, what theme should they have? And it's like, motherfucker, it's tomorrow. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't know. Don't last minute costume party. I don't, I, that's just a social thing. Yeah. But then she goes to the hospital. Uh, she comes home and he hasn't canceled the party. And he's like, yeah, I sort of thought maybe you'd be still into it. And it's like, she drank poison. Like, yes. go to the ER yes, so did, with her. So did he. And po- yeah, but po- she drank po- laundry detergent. Poison that she fed to him and he didn't go to the hospital. So it's, exactly. I, I can't tell how realistic any of this is supposed to be and i can't tell why he would plan for the party like after that happened because she drank detergent that's gonna make her sick for days at least Mm -hmm. he drank poison he's drugged and like it they really try to the making up part was just like oof. it was yeah that was really yada yada but i mean like yeah it's you can't yeah it's you you could have that sort of uh micro not my not even microcosmic but you you can have that kind of like specific problem with a lot of parts of this movie where you're just breaking down how so many elements of it don't make sense in a real world context because yeah she drank a like i don't know a whole lot of of, uh, laundry detergent that's poisonous uh if it has bleach in it certainly um and yeah, she'd be at the hospital for at least oh, at least overnight. <laughs> right. And if we were watching like a Will Ferrell comedy, I wouldn't I would understand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd it, be like, yeah. oh, the rules don't apply in this. It's just that tonally it's so hard to tell. Yeah, it seesaws a lot. The the point I was gonna make is is like in the very same sequence, we see him drink an amount of medicine that would kill six people. Yeah, so it's like you're right. it's yeah, the amount of shit she put in that smoothie would kill him so fucking dead. Yeah. But like it it seems like because they're like the presence of both of those things in the same scene, the fact that he consumes that much uh medicine and the fact that she drinks like laundry detergent, that kind of cancels each other out for me cuz I'm like, okay, this just isn't I don't this 
movie's just not in the real world and I don't know what tone it's supposed to have. It breaks your brain at a certain point. Yeah. Um and then that coupled with them all them yelling at each other a lot. Uh that's why it was just like by the end I just sort of had a headache. Uh cuz it was just it broke my brain. Sure. Not in a, not in a good way. It was in a repelling way where uh the comedy like the comedy wasn't doing much for me. Uh which is a matter of taste, you yeah. know. No, I thought this movie got good reviews, by the way. Mm-hmm. I saw it. It won a couple of awards at a, a Midwestern Film Festival. Yeah. Um. The, I thought this I, movie. I laughed a bunch of times. I thought a lot of the lines were funny. Um. And there's some funny lines. I like where she sneezes on that guy's dick. Yep. But that's that says a lot about me. It I says guess a lot about you. It says a lot about the movie. Uh. I thought the doctor character was very funny particularly in that scene where he's talking about he's he thinks he might have just married his wife's boobs and not actually his wife and he tells that story about how he falls asleep with his hand on her chest every night oh, and he's yeah. like and then i wonder if if that's the only thing i've ever loved and then he gets but back then, to like making his beanie weenies you're right yeah or his franks yeah. in the blankets rather um there a lot of this movie made me laugh and i see a lot of the narrative bones they were going for, like the reason he's so gung ho about the party is because the party represents his feelings about the relationship and, and vice versa. Like the fact that she's kind of not really into it. She kind of tries to cancel it a few times. Uh, even I think once when she's not sick. Um, so they were using that, the impending party as, as, you know, like a, a, it's a metaphor for the relationship, whatever. Um, right. It's just the information is spread out across the movie in a real uneven and strange way. Um, yeah. Like her flashback when it shows her getting stuck in her swing set, like that should have come way earlier in the film. Yeah. And the significance of the flashbacks, because we have two flashbacks and that are very, are, very far apart. They're very far apart. And I, I, one of them seems less significant than the other, mm-hmm. yes. but I guess not. It's he, he talks about the time he was sick. He has the big thing of no one, should puke by themselves it does make sense to the character because like you said it's them like imagining the worst things and him is the time he was sick alone mm-hmm. and no one could clean up his puke uh which i guess is fine um that or that makes sense that matches yeah hers but since yeah since they're both very far apart you don't understand the significance of it until her flashback kicks in and it's like real yeah. close to the end before we I see assumed, it. Yeah, I assumed it was significant because it was a flashback. Because again, it's very few narrative choices made besides the one shooting style. Right. And so it's the only when there was a flashback, it was like, well, this I assume matters because mm-hmm. it's lit in a specific way too. Yeah. It's like the only time the lighting really changes. Yeah. Uh, so it's sure. like you can, like when that first flashback happens, you're like, oh, I feel like this. Are, are they just doing a thing because they want it to make clear it's a flashback, or is this supposed to be significant? And it turns out it's both. But you just you don't get that second. You don't mm-hmm. get her her version of that story until uh, much later in the film, um, which kind again, gonna, it's, it's a little like we sh- we should have known the whole. Yeah, deal well, I'm gonna, going. I'm in. gonna whip out. I'm gonna whip out a very unfair comparison. Uh, I'm gonna say that right now. It's very unfair for me to sure. mention this movie, which is Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. Okay, uh, you shouldn't compare somebody's indie film to Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, uh, one of the best films. Uh, but 
that movie is about a dinner party. It's a two couples getting together, an old bitter couple and a young, you know, newlywed couple. Mm-hmm. And slowly things devolve into madness. Uh, and there's sort of a mystery there, which is why is this couple so fucked up? And that does come out yeah, at the end. Sure. And it's presented like a mystery and there's a specific structure. The problem and like or, or like another film uh, which I do not recommend because it's directed by Roman Polanski, but Carnage yeah. is a similar idea. It's it's you know that I think they're, that's what they're going they're for. They're there here, because which is, of an event, and you don't really learn all the details of the event until the whole story plays out. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what we were. They were uh, kind of. Uh, I it might have been on their minds, or uh, it's sort of the same idea, which is a couple who are stuck inside mm-hmm. planning a dinner party, just moved in together, and slowly it devolves into madness. Uh, it just like I didn't know there was. Like, like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? It it rolls on you in a way where you realize, like, yeah, there's something up with these two that we're right. gonna find we out. We don't even really know. And then know. there's a big cathartic moment yeah. where you learn it. This doesn't really have that like structure that presents well, it as a mystery. I think that like all the parts are there, like you're saying, uh, but they didn't. The, it's like, well, one of the biggest issues is we don't even know there's tension until halfway through the movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, most of the movie, it's just people living mm-hmm. and kind of talking and the, the, the conversations, again, they're, they're either, you either find them funny or you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, it's, but yeah, but it's the whole thing about comedies like this they, is if, yeah. if the humor doesn't work, then a lot of the scenes, you're just like, mm-hmm. all right, next scene. But just from you a know, pure performance slash writing standpoint, we are given no indication that they're not completely enjoying each other's company until about the halfway mark when yes. she's sitting in the bathtub and it's like, I'm going to kill him. So yeah, it needs to be a slower burn or we, or an inciting incident. Right. We need to know up top that there is a possible that either the tension already exists or that there is a point of contention between them. And we don't, we get that a little bit with the medicine cabinet scene that that right. happens early on, but it's not, it doesn't hit hard enough for me to have, like, I forgot about it until this very moment as we're discussing yeah. the film. So I didn't, because, I didn't flag it in my mind. Well, I didn't flag it because that's just moving in with a person. Right. It, exactly. It's just normal. Oh, we just moved There's, in together. Let's organize our stuff. And, and, and there, she's specifically talking about medication in that scene. And that's like one of the things as a couple you would want to keep organized and separate. There's a, yeah. And again, there's a lot of confusing stuff because the con- if the conflict is um, he wants to her to be part of the family and stuff, there's a scene, I think it's the weenie scene with the boob, the boob weenie scene uh, where the, the doctor is saying like when you live with someone, you share everything. You share bodily fluids. You share your skin's your you know your 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 dry skin and your hair. Yeah. Uh, and the guy kind of says like, "Oh, that's not what I wanted." Uh, and that really that really confused me because it was like, had he never does he not know what it's like to live with anybody? Uh, because of course you share everything. That's if you've ever lived with somebody, it's an intimate thing, and. If he's the one who wants her to become like part of uh, to assimilate with him to merge because he he then why would that be a bothering him? Um, Isn't that what he wants? Yeah, I think there was the, elements the I- of this where it was like it seems like these people don't know what it's like to live with someone. I think that's versus yes. 
I think yeah. I think that was meant to be more obvious. I think that was meant to be more clear. I right. I get the sense that we are supposed to understand that neither uh, neither of these two um, have lived with a significant other before. Yeah, and I think that's where you start the film. Then yeah. Also, you start with the explanation of why is he in his family's house? Where's his family? Well, they they said they they said they sold the house and moved. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's they do have. But you you start with like him getting the keys of like it's your house now. You you can put that you can establish that right away of like this is his childhood house. It's now his. He wants to make a family in it. You know, you start with that. You start with her. It's not his. Uh, it's it's not his childhood house. But yeah. Oh, okay, but you, yeah, you start with establishing they're both inexperienced and they're on their own. Yes, yeah, and I, here they go. You know, they're living together. I was gonna say real quick. I think that that bit of dialogue that is a little bit sweaty, but they do code it in jokes, so I didn't mind it. When she's like, "How do you feel having sex in your parents' bedroom or whatever?" Um, yeah. I think that the entire purpose of, of those couple lines of dialogue was simply to explain why a guy his age was able to afford a house. <laughs> like, I honestly yeah. do. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're right. I, I think that I mean, was that the is, only purpose of it. That is a good, that is a question, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, they do because they sort of have generic work. Yeah. He's, uh, he does I don't know where, she, I don't know what she does. She's a nurse. Oh right, she is a nurse. I was about You're right. To say, Sorry, that, that's she, very first, clear in this the movie. The first scene is like an office. Oh right, it's like reception. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, he's like graphic designer. He's like graphic office. design. She's his his job's a little nebulous, but we get that he's like a graphic designer. But yeah, yeah she, and he's got she, like a real shitty coworker. Yeah, I don't get what that guy's fucking deal. Uh, it, was, it was again. It was like, are you a cartoon character? Or he are you was supposed like to be a cartoonishly real villainous. Yeah, I didn't like a lot of the characters in this. Um, the the friend too, the woman. It was like, is she trying to make him uncomfortable on purpose? Does she like him? She doesn't seem to like him. That uh, I did, but then she's I, sort of shitty to everybody. Yeah, I think that's just the idea of the character. But that specific note you have did produce one of the biggest laughs I had because as they're preparing before we really meet this character they're preparing for the cover for dinner and he's right. like can you help me out with her I can never tell if she's hitting on me or if she wants to kill me and then the first scene we see between them is she walks into the kitchen and surprises him while he's making dinner and he's like ah, uh, hi how are you doing and then she just looks at him like dead face and is like are you ready <laughs> so, so I thought that was like a really that's a, a solid way to pay that joke off. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know bad. if she's hitting on me or if she's trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, it's Everybody does a good job in this by the way. Oh yeah, the yeah, actors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I just the, the the problems with tone is not the actor's fault. I think it's not quite nailing it down on the page, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in execution and, like with the, yeah. the juxtaposing that like you said, the horror movie shot where you see him stand up out of focus in the background, dragging a sledgehammer toward her. Well, we're like, well, right. He's not, we know he's not going to hit her with the sledgehammer. At least I'm pretty sure we know he's not going to do that. So like what, why this shot? What's happening? What am yeah. I supposed to be feeling right now? It's also probably limitations. Like it's shot, uh, handheld for, I don't, I don't know if there was a single shot that wasn't handheld and maybe it's because they just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo- it's one of those mostly in one house yeah mostly in one house mm-hmm. they avoid certain things they they shot on a good camera I remember mm-hmm. in film school they talked about like 
here are the things to quickly avoid to not make it feel cheap, which is like, try to shoot not just on tripod or just handheld, but sometimes you can't af- avoid that. Yeah. Um, make sure not, it's, there's like things that aren't, like shots where everything is in focus looks cheap. There's certain things. And like it did feel yeah. like natural lighting, handheld, there was definitely a budget limitation, which probably limited how they could sell some of the jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which in terms of jokes, yeah, one of those, yeah, and you could definitely apply that here. You can apply it to a lot of indie comedies and just indie movies in general. One of those shorthand things I remember uh, is like, I can't remember the exact time, but it's like always, like it's the idea is to lean towards like kind of faster edits. Yeah. Um, so like I f- I forget the exact like rule of thumb, but it's it it was something like always cut like a second earlier than you think you should or something like that. Is that familiar? I can see that. I can it's see. It's like that. you don't you when you want to let a moment breathe, like when you're a new filmmaker, you tend to let There's, it breathe for too long. Oh yeah. There's there. I mean, that's the sign of very bad filmmaking is when uh it's it's the it's the it's the Neil Breen <laughs> Neil Breen attempt where someone walks up says a line and there's like a weird pause and, they, it just and then they cut it. to the other person or Birdemic does it a lot yeah 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 this is competently edited yes, in that sense yeah, where it yeah. has a right the right flow and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah it's not no budget you know this clearly has a budget yeah uh, it wasn't I, I, it's just that thing where you can like the selling certain jokes. Like stuff like musical cues, sound would have gone a long way. Yes, here, it, I think it, it, I think a score, and I'm sure that must have been a budget issue. A budget issue, but yeah, a score would have helped a lot. I think. Yeah, like, again, the the music seemed like stock music. It was like jazz in some parts. It was like well, there's was there's like, one like honest to god song in there and i wonder if they paid for licensing or if it was like a friend of the production or something it's when she walks home from the hospital like a song kicks in oh yeah um, they definitely had limited yeah post budget yeah um uh, but it never looks like um what i when i said at the beginning of the of the episode when i said it's competently shot i meant that in terms of you don't it doesn't like look distractingly independent if that makes sense no but it definitely, again, it really felt like a TV show to the point that the the gag where the guy's naked, they blur they his blur genitals. They blur out his junk, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, that so was, wait, that is was this weird. a mockumentary? Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't it's, know what that it meant. Felt, it felt very inspired by like The Office. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the scenes actually happened. I thought the pacing was too quick in a lot of ways where it was like kind of bits, like sketches. Yes. Like... Again, it was very not cinematic in a lot of ways. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely it was, was not, yeah. Yeah, it felt like kind of an indie TV show comedy mm-hmm. where it was it was like, we're going to do a few bits here. We're going to last as long as we can, and then we'll go to the next scene. And not all the scenes felt like they um, served a purpose uh, a lot of the time. I think I think it was fairly efficient, though, in the end. But it it uh, mm-hmm. I think so. It's just like we've said, a couple of scenes need to happen earlier, and some stuff could be condensed. But yeah, I, it's the structure was definitely, I think, a mess. But like, I I just mean in the comedy and scenes, oh, like, yeah. it, it 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 didn't feel like there was there was a lot of that Abitau or again like The Office, where it's like mm-hmm. we're just going to do comedy contained within the scene, and then we'll go to a new scene. 
Yeah. And then we'll do comedy in there, and there's not so much like running gags or like things that are like right. plant it's, and payoffs. It's mostly just contained entirely within the scene because it, of the Apatow style of improv comedy. No idea yeah. how much, if any, of this movie was improv. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's stuff like the sledgehammer. Like, is that even established as a. No, he, like just, he, just, he just has it. Yeah. At one point. I, I mean, you have sledgehammers. You know, people have sledgehammers. I wasn't like, where, how did he get a sledgehammer? Yeah. But like, if you have a like, a prop like that, it's fun to set that up. I yeah, don't know. It's... She later, she swings it at him when they fight. And it's like, again, it's a total thing where she swings the sledgehammer while he's lying down and like misses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're trying to kill each other now. Right. And it comes after like... <laughs> he's drugged and they're both kind of out of their minds, but they're wrestling around on the ground and he elbows her in the side of the head. And it's like, Oh, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, yeah. The, the tone's a little like the fight was mostly playful, but then it had moments like that where it's like, I don't know if I, if like, it's okay to like, I don't know if I feel good about laughing at this, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. I mean, I got a lot of that. Yeah. There was, again, for me, it just, there was a lot of fighting and it was, since they didn't really, I didn't feel like the characters were strongly established, any of them. Mm-mm. So it just felt like people fighting and yeah. the fighting didn't feel motivated enough. Right. So it just felt, it felt like people fighting for no reason. Right. Because they're not established at the beginning of the film. Like by the end of the film, we have a good idea of who these two characters are. Yeah. But- so it's just like it was like if your neighbors are having an argument right. that's what it felt like yeah and after a while i was just like this is giving me a headache i can't i can't handle these two people that i don't really know or like fighting mm-hmm. uh and they're then they're vomiting and they're they're sick constantly and and it's just like, there's so much vomiting in this movie yeah and it's just like vomiting and sick and fighting and yelling and like it just after a while it broke me and then just not having yeah, any any proper like character context mm-hmm. for it. Uh, yeah, for for most of it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I you sound like you got more out of it than me. Uh, I yeah, I I enjoyed a lot of the writing uh, in terms of the joke, like, like the, the individual lines. I thought a lot of them were funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the lines I liked. I liked the stuff about pissing in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, the dick stuff sneezing it. So all the, all the, the toilet humor mm-hmm. I enjoyed making poo snow I, angels. Uh, the, the, the scene. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That when they're the calling scene, each other. Yeah. The scene where, where he's showing her his porn was, was pretty funny. Yeah. He's like explaining yeah, yeah, yeah. what a spriggan is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's clear. He watches like D and D porn. Right. Um, yeah, there was, uh, and I, I I thought a lot of the individual lines are funny, and, and the performances are all pretty fun. Um, yeah. I liked the idea of her coming in on him jerking off uh, to throw up, but he was, like, sitting on the bathroom floor to jerk off. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. not something yeah, anybody he, he does. Was, he was jerking off like a Martian, like, with his, yeah. ha- with his hand crammed inside his pants. and Yeah, and that feels like a budget limitation where, like, and they're shooting it weird from like outside the bathroom and so it just felt like there was something something went wrong there in the execution of that joke uh where it's like how does she puke if he's jerking off he'd be sitting on the toilet i don't know make him sit on the floor and it's like okay that's weird uh we don't want to see his dick right i don't know put it make him be jerking off in his shorts have him be standing film it from behind his back yeah and that's the kind of scene that would be shot on a set 
a bathroom set where they could take away the walls well, and, and they it's, could, you know, yeah, and there's like a like cover he could have been. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to make I don't, it more of a stunt where he like kind of falls off the toilet, or she, so she or he's puke. yeah, or he's sitting on the on the toilet and she just throws up through his legs into the toilet because we already have that scene earlier where she sneezed on the guy's dick. Yeah, yeah, make a running thing. Yeah, where I she mean, I don't I, putting bodily fluids on people's I junk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is that is him explaining the porn after that scene? Yeah, it's because of that scene. It's because of that. Like scene. he has, okay, he has a connect. Like we learned, yeah, he has a. Has to, yeah, he yeah. has a thing about getting caught masturbating because his grandfather caught him once when he was a kid. So, right. It's like he has like a shame trigger associated with it. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's character stuff in this movie. It's just it's it's dis- kind of a jumble. It's dispersed uh, in an unorthodox way that I ultimately don't think best served the film no it's like in a casual way and you don't really know what's important and what's not mm-hmm. um and it's almost it's it's weird to say this but it like they kind of have to just spell it out a little better because you're making you're making just a romantic comedy uh and so like i don't need to i i shouldn't have to solve this i people are going to be paying half attention yeah uh, people are going to be, I don't know, seeing your movie drunk. It's not, it's not like a horror. It's not like a, it's not like a, like a, a, a gritty horror film or like, like it's not, I, I it's not, it's not like to, the witch. It's not, you know what I mean? To, where yeah. it's not like little things no. like where you're noticing little things and it's all coming out in these slow yeah. burn. It's just like, give us the characters in the first 10 minutes. Just tell us who they are. Uh, yeah, and then and play, then give us a conflict, and then have them have an arc and have an ending, and like to make it sort of like a slow burn comedy. It was uh, a weir- it was a weird instinct. Yeah, it, it 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 didn't quite work. No, and that's it's interesting because nothing else about this movie was trying to reinvent the wheel. Right? It's a very yes. It's a very straightforward rom com uh, premise. Like the actual humor itself is very contemporary comedy. Um, right. It's just trying to, you know, on, That's on what paper, it is. It's, yeah. ju- it's just trying to be a, a good, fun rom com. Right. Uh, and then it kind of, the execution is is strange uh, for that's this That's what film. it is. No. Yeah, that's what it is. Is that if this was like the humor was like Wes Anderson or quirky or weird. Um, in some unique, like indie way, then it would be like, oh, okay. But it's going for broad comedy. Yeah. Uh, and so you don't think like, like the, it's admirable trying to do something new with the way you portray your characters. Yeah, and I still think that instinct could but, could have worked. Yes, but not in a movie that's trying to be a broad comedy otherwise, mm-hmm. because it short circuits your brain. You're like, I'm he- I'm hearing jokes of a broad comedy, but. I you haven't laid out like anything. You haven't given me anything plot wise. Mm-hmm. It's just people who are sick uh, in a house. Yeah, and then they just suddenly go out of their fucking minds. Right. Yeah. Just you could. It's slow burn comedy. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, it just by front loading a couple of pieces of those information uh, of that information. Just the fact that they they haven't lived with anybody before. And that yeah. he's really excited about it. She's really apprehensive about it. That's all we need. Just get yeah. that up front. <laughs> it's it's it really is like 
it's the dumb it down thing. Like I always talk about the three act structure with writing Mm -hmm. and people love to like reject that when the starting out, I think, or, or I know I did at first. Um, but there's like, it's sort of a reason it exists is that like you go and you look at, you look at a movie that seems unconventional, unconventional. You look at fear and loathing in Las Vegas, uh, and there's a teaser like a horror movie like a comedy it's uh, the the beginning it's which is actually the first chapter of the book like the, the hitchhiker and then they go let me start over and we we flash back and then there's an inciting incident he has to go cover the race there's um there's a halfway point a point of no return i believe he he realizes <laughs> the race is over like it's there's structure to any movie and it's for a reason is that like we're all tired <laughs> And we just want a story right. told if to you're, us. Yeah, if you're going to go... And like, know. I'm sure yeah. the filmmakers know this, yeah, but like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that idea of like, uh, this is a broad comedy, give, sort of give it an easier structure with the characters right. so we can follow along and enjoy it. Yeah, if you're going to go buck wild with the structure and the execution, it's a big ask of the audience. Yeah, and it might not work. And it might not work. It's a yeah, it big has a, swing. It's a big swing, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's where I land on this. Um, mm-hmm. If people are into indie comedies, uh, I would say check it out. But uh, for me personally, it, it 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 again headache. It gave me a headache. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it overall, um, and yeah. I'd I'd be interested to see what all of these people continue to do. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing is, there's indie. I'm always on the side of indie. I'm always like, I mm-hmm. hope. I hope you keep going. I hope you keep making stuff because, right? You know, yeah. we need more of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't want this person to get a, a Jurassic Park right away, uh, <laughs> like certain other people. Like certain, like certain Collins Trevorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that uh, dude wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to direct a three hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, of course, keep making movies. You know. Uh, we need more movies. Everybody in this involved in this appeared to be talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's all. I, that's all I have to say about it. Right. <laughs> it was a it was a far cry from a Neil Breen. <laughs> where you watch no, no, where you watch uh, a Neil Breen movie and you're just keeping track of all the different things he should go to prison for. That's the thing is I should I should know. I'm not like mad at this movie. This movie didn't do anything that I can remember off the top of my head that was like uh toxic. Uh no. No, not that I flagged. Yeah. Uh and so it's it's that is like if someone enjoys this movie I would never be like you're wrong for enjoying this movie. No, no, and and yeah, the you guys know just, this. The point of this sh- this podcast is we just do our best to critique movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get mad at movies, but they're usually they're I usually don't know, Jurassic World, Jurassic World. They're <laughs> yeah. big budget movies where it's like you had all this money, you have and you had everything, and you still turn in this dog shit. Yeah. You have you're you're you know you're making a trilogy Star Wars maybe write it in advance you know shit like that but like in terms of this movie it's just like it's me being like mm, d- not yeah. for me yeah that's uh, fair it, yeah you tried something uh, different and it didn't take it didn't go down for me it gave me a headache that's fair yeah yeah I mean that's that's you know but. I think part of this movie... Good for you for trying something. Oh, yeah. 
Also, part of this movie endeared itself to me because he calls he he calls her fuss or fuss budget, and I call Marina a fuss budget a lot. Aw, so <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> also, this got good reviews, so I don't know. Yeah. Fucked if they care. Uh, they already made their mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. Gosh, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? I hope they don't listen to this, and if they do, I hope it doesn't bum them out. I don't know. I, do you think anybody has listened to our reviews of their films? Do you think Trevorrow's listening right now just crying? I know we've had, I've been tagged on Twitter a few times by some people uh, yeah. for some movies that we've covered. Oh, our positive reviews. Oh, yeah. I, I'm followed by a few directors who were happy with our positive reviews for sure. Mm-hmm. As someone who like, I don't know, maybe writes movies and is currently optioning a script, I always get nervous about this, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, man, I hope I hope I didn't insult one of your films, producer. Yeah, that, but, that's, an, that's a genuine concern to have. If you, yeah, if, if, you want, if you want to start using a pseudonym, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if my Twitter suddenly disappears, then you that's know why. that something good know. has happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Either either or, uh, either something good has happened or something extraordinarily ex- bad has happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I don't even. Re- yeah, I don't even mean on the podcast so much you're, as Twitter. You're, you're either like tap dancing to the bank with a check in hand, or you're like yeah. burning all your hard drives. Yeah, and I, let me be very clear: <laughs> I am not against selling out. Oh hell no! I would do it the instant I got the chance to. Oh yeah, if I got to write <laughs> Jurassic World four directed by Colin Trevorrow and 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 like J.J. Abrams, mm-hmm. you'll see me in those press junkets being like, yeah, I said th- I think they're great directors. They're really creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I would I need, do my I, best. I will take that money now. Yeah, I would do my best to write a movie that doesn't suck, but I also wouldn't lose any sleep yeah. over it. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, don't you get none of you be mistaken. I'll sell you all out. Yeah, and also <laughs> on a dime. I mean, very last point to make because I think it's related <laughs> to everything we're talking about these past few minutes. Nobody sets out to make a bad movie. Nobody wants to make something that's bad. Yeah. Um, that's I, that's not I, anybody's great ambition. Lucas might. <laughs> Lucas might. He might be at sure, home sure. cackling. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. And, and well, that's the thing of when you get into comedy too is like. You know, when you're younger, you look at like commercials and stuff and it's like, ah, oh, what bullshit. And now it's like, oh, I hope my friends get in a commercial. Mm-hmm. I hope people get work. I want people to get work. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like when you see somebody in a, uh, like a, like a VOD movie or like kind of like a low budget action movie filmed in Bul- Bulgaria or something. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, gosh. where their head is drilled. Yeah. Where their head gets drilled. <laughs> yes. In like a saw like contraption. In a saw like contraption. Yeah. Uh, but we're, but it, you'll see somebody in a movie like that. And you're like, oh, gosh, why did like, you know, why did this person do that movie? Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. And like now it's just like, Never, man. It's a job. Like, <laughs> also, people want to make movies. Exactly. It's not even as cynical. Like, I, I, I have have a script option that could come out terribly. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe some asshole is going to be podcasting about how bad a movie I wrote was mm-hmm. uh, in in a year, and I would be so happy if that actually happens. Because sure. right now, it's like, oh, that means it would get made. Yeah. In that scenario, it exists. that's fucking great. It's out there. Yeah, people just want to make stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and I get it. It's yeah. part of 
it's part of the bummer of being a critic of films. Um, and I think why we tend, we tend to steer away from too, too indie stuff when we can decide it because it's more fun to talk about why Star Wars sucks, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because at a certain level, it's just like, everybody's trying, man. Yeah. We're all just trying our best, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice way to end on this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out. I mean, it's free on IMDb. Yeah, with uh, with one extremely jarring ad break in the very yeah. beginning. I am we we are spoiled as a nation. I was just like, I can't fucking believe these commercials. Yeah, and they aren't. There's not that many. Uh, and like, they got to make money somehow. Uh, yeah, and if maybe some of that money is going to the filmmakers, then it's like good. Good I on them. I assume so. Oh, I do not assume so. I assume they bought it outright. Oh, probably. Yeah. And Amazon probably money. just bought it. Yep. Or IMDb or whoever. Uh, Amazon. Oh, owns it's IMDb. Just Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those cheap bastards. You're owned by Amazon and you have ads? Come on. Listen, man. <laughs> Again, if uh, for the right price, I'll wear an IMDb sweatshirt like I'm fucking Kevin I'll, Smith. I'll, so. I'll, I'll name my child IMDb for yeah. the right price. I God, don't I just, care. I, I just love go to the money so much. I just want to take care of these fillings. Yeah, like oh, I yeah. just yeah. <laughs> Somebody Trevor, I'll I'll, I'll 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 do whatever to you, man. I'll do I'll do whatever All you right. want. Let's let's go ahead and end this. <laughs> Guys, we got a Patreon. Oh, boy, we sure do. (laughs) Uh, Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there. Like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman is currently covering Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's, that's, see, that's, you can make fun of Justice League. Yeah, it's gigantic. It's not like there's an ocean of toxic dipshits waiting to jump (laughs) down your throat if you say anything about it. Exactly. It's fine. It's great. Go nuts. Um, so yeah, check that out. It's $5 a month for mm-hmm. two podcasts a week. That's a deal, folks. It's such a deal, man. Yeah. Uh, we also have a store, tvoke.com slash store slash gameplay and employ where we have t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Check that out. Yeah. Buy, buy shirts. Consume. 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 Like, yeah. Like the fucking, like when you put on the glasses. Consume. Yeah. <laughs> we got the faces. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. I want those ghoul faces. What was wrong with their faces? They were aliens. I don't know, man. It's just what they look we're... like. All right. It's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Yes, it is fucked up. It's fucking weird. And also, he was making an equation to capitalism being like training a bunch of zombies. Anyway, that's that's They Live. That's an entirely yeah. different movie.